Welcome back to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason Croxton, but joining me this week, we have a special guest, Chris Morby, also known as Chris Spartan. Uh, Chris, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. Now, uh, spoilers, we have had a bit of a chat because uh, you are a Masters athlete, so I have had the privilege of interviewing you for the British Masters Championship. And any members who haven't yet signed up for that, because we spoke about this last week, <laughs> there's still time. Get in, get get on the leaderboard and uh, and you can have your name up there next to Chris's. But the reason uh, I've brought Chris over to the CrossFit Bath podcast is because as part of our discussion, we were, were talking about your experience as a police officer and how CrossFit has helped you in a number of different ways are quite interesting. But before we get to that, Chris, despite the fact you are clearly warmed up because we have just finished a previous interview, it would be ill-advised of me to not do some warm-up questions just to warm you up for the CrossFit Bath podcast. First question I have to ask every new guest is peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Oh, it's got to be crunchy. It's got to be crunchy. As a master's athlete, I've got to be very careful with my dentures and stuff like that. So definitely crunchy. Yeah. What I loved was how quickly you went in with crunchy, but then there was sort of a all but... (laughs) but age is a factor. Don't be silly. Crunch. I, I always like it when we get a definitive answer, like straight yeah. off the bat. Here's a question for you then, as I know you're a police officer. Yeah. Your favorite fictional police officer or law enforcement character. Okay. Well, it, it, Frost. Yeah, really? I joined the police because I loved Frost. After a week of being in the police, I realised uh, what a load of rubbish it was. So, yeah, yeah, definitely Frost. I, yeah, David Jason is awesome, but, yeah, Frost, without a doubt. I, I, do you know, I've got this expression that I use far too much on the podcast, but it is when I ask these kind of questions, I'm like, I never really know what the answer is going to be, but I did not expect that. Okay. But it's a great answer. I really like it. But What about yours? What, what's yours? I mean, well, obviously, I'd say Batman as a law enforcement character, yeah. <laughs> but he's the world's greatest detective. I mean, I, I've just it's probably what's freshest in my mind. We've just gone through line of duty oh, okay, uh, yeah. because the, the UK went mad on it and yeah. I had not seen any of it. So before the, the finale of the latest season, we managed to binge watch from season one to yeah. six or whatever it is. Uh, I, I kind of like that for more the I don't want to say the realism, but yeah, I quite like a. Uh, a more gritty real feel yeah. than uh kind of super cop that's that is doing all of these things that you're just like yeah that's that's quite impossible yeah. apart from batman obviously he's allowed to do that yeah he's allowed to do that yeah. the, the problem i have with these things is doing the job you just pick holes all over it and i was watching one called bodyguard did you see that yeah i lasted i'd say 10 minutes before i had to turn it off you know i'm a police officer with the British Transport Police and I was on firearms unit and they're, they're, they're take, doing an incident on the train there's not one BTP officer in sight so straight away I got my back up but it was just an absolute load of rubbish you got this guy this, who's a super cop himself he's telling all the firearms officers what he's going to do and I thought no no you just get pulled out of the way and they just take care of business what a load of rubbish and it just got worse and worse and it's, it ruins police dramas for me ruins them yeah I can't watch any of them now so maybe you do need to watch these more fantastical ones that are yeah. sort of set in in the future on some weird crime planet. <laughs> well, I watched Blue Bloods in America, America, although it's a lot of, again a lot of rubbish. 
I don't know the procedure, so it doesn't wind me up as much. You can kind of imagine, well, maybe that's what they should do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Brilliant. These things are wiring the bloods. You've got forensic pathologists coming in on an interview and, and sort of like grilling a, a, a suspect. Not, in what way would that ever work? Anywho, don't get me started. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of got to ask what your opinion on like CSI Miami is or something oh. like that. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's entertaining. Let's, yeah. let's enhance. Like That's what I do on the podcast. I just go yeah. enhance, enhance, yeah. enhance, and then suddenly <laughs> you all look beautiful. F- final question then, Chris, and this actually probably ties into what we were just talking about, because I always like to ask our guests, who would play you in a movie? Someone that's handsome, of course. I've got, got to say that. Um, someone that's not from Birmingham, because, you know, uh, um, who, who would I? You know what? I've got no idea. Uh, Matt Damon, go on, we'll go for Matt Damon. Matt Damon, oh, yeah. I, I like it. I like that for a moment it felt like you were really trying to think of maybe who looks like me or who, who you know, maybe an English actor that could play me or someone from a similar, and then you, know just, name you just decided to... Nicholas Lindhurst, Rodney. That was the first uh, person that popped into my head for some reason. But I'm a lot younger than that, uh, Nicholas I Lindhurst. mean, there's definitely... There's a lot of Rodney about me. I know I was, that. I was just gonna, well, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going <laughs> to say we've had David Jason come up already. Yeah. Now we've got Rodney. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's almost like you're you're preparing to reboot Only Fools and Horses yeah. at this point. A lot of my friends would probably say Trigger then, wouldn't they? To be perfectly honest. Right. Well, let, let's just start talking CrossFit then. Yes. Um, we, we've, I've enjoyed the tangent. I'm feeling nice and warm now anyway. Hope you are. So. We'll, we'll get quickly a bit of your background within CrossFit. So first of all, like how long have you been in CrossFit? Where do you do it? And how did you, how did you first come across it? Um, I've been doing CrossFit for about five years. It's, you know what? It might even be longer, but about five years. Um, I trained from Tiger Pit CrossFit, CrossFit Tiger Pit in Orpington. Um, and I found like CrossFit Pearly was the first place I trained and I found it by accident. So I, I, I said this earlier, I just can't remember why, um, what made me go there? But I walked in because I wanted something to help with my obstacle course racing, which was my big thing at the time. Um, I was all legs and no upper body. And I, I saw these monsters training in there. Um, and I said, and that was just the women. And I, I, I thought, yeah, I like the look of this. I, I'm going to do awesome here because there's no way any of them are going to beat me in any, any of the run. Because the first one was sort of like 600 meter run bloody blah, blah, 600 meter run lots of running i thought well i'm gonna smoke these people and it was it couldn't have been far from the opposite they were lapping me and um but the beauty about it when i got in to do my stuff in inside the box they were all clapping and cheering me on and not in a um intimidating way they were truly there helping me and supporting me which is something i've never experienced in any gym that i've, I've, I've joined it is quite like shocking isn't it to kind of First of all, you're looking at these people that, that shouldn't that don't look like they should be able to run. Yeah. And they beat you at a run. So then probably you're thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, these people that just live in the gym and are maybe very egocentric and they're just all about themselves. And that's probably it's probably how they were able to beat me. And then they're coming up and supporting you and encouraging yeah. you and cheering you on. So it's just sort of like shock after shock after shock. It's no wonder then that you decided I'm go- I'm gonna have to give this a go. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh definitely. And and they looked so fantastic because everyone had the shirts off. And I thought, you know, I'd, I'd love to look like that. But 
you go into any gym and, um, you know, the doors close behind you and everyone looks at you and just feel, make you feel intimidated. But, you know, I, I haven't really found this in CrossFit. Uh, you know, I've been to a couple of boxes where I haven't enjoyed, but that's been so few. That's been so few. The most I've ever been welcoming. And um, especially when you can do some of the movements and know they can sort of leave you alone. Um, yeah, but I've, I've really found it um, a, a friendly atmosphere. You, you mentioned that you were doing obstacle course racing uh, before before moving into CrossFit. Do you still do yeah. that at all, by the way? No. No? You just, no. You just drop that by the side. <laughs> well, it's, I did it to stop getting injuries at obstacle courses and to improve my upper body strength, which was my, my, my upper body was just hanging the shirt on. Um, but then I stopped doing obstacle course races because I didn't want to get injured for CrossFit which I think is not the best way of looking at CrossFit. You know, CrossFit should be not just uh, a sport in itself, but should help with all your other stuff that you do. So uh, I am looking to get back into uh, some of the events. But I sort of like I, I did well at obstacle courses, but I found it quite a lonely thing. So as you got quite good at it, um, you're at the front on your own. And then... You'd sort of like come to a massive obstacle climbing over, which I couldn't. So I'd wait for the next person, help them over, expect them to be at the top and help. And there wasn't, they were just sodden off and leaving you. Or they were treading on your fingers, trying to get past you. And, and that sort of like turned me off to it, you know. Uh, and when I found CrossFit, everyone was quite the opposite. You know, you go to a competition, sorry to, to sidetrack, you go to a competition and even the people you're competing with would cheer you on. And I thought, this has never happened before. You know, usually people want you to fail, not come on, you can lift it or you can do it. I always think it's incredible because you see that and it's very easy to sort of almost dismiss that, especially in like a local competition or like a yeah. small scale thing. But you see that at the games. Yeah. You see oh, the people right. that it's like their livelihood, money on the line. You know, this is the the ultimate competition. And they're still kind of going back and giving someone advice yeah. on how to climb a rope or how to, you know, or cheering them on for that lift or giving them some tips. You would, you don't see that. I was going to say you wouldn't. You just yeah, but don't so see tell me another sport else. that that happens, competitive sport. It doesn't. They, they try to put you off. They, they try and make, you know, they cheer when you do poorly. I've, you know, I've, that is, it really turned me on to the sport just it, because of that. Not just because of that, but that was an additional factor. Now, you mentioned that CrossFit should kind of prepare you for everything else you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we've mentioned that you're you're a serving police officer. Yeah. And that is obviously a physical job. Can you maybe just tell us kind of how CrossFit ties into the work you're doing? And, and the? I'll say let's just start physically. The immediate kind of changes you found or things that are a bit easier to do in your job now because of all because of you know doing crossfit for so long the carrying aspect i carry a lot of weight um as in equipment but i've always been i'm an ex-soldier so i've always been quite strong lower body wise anyway but uh it's the the physicalness of it my grip strength has really improved um so on the arresting side life's a lot easier um on the with the british transport police we deal with a lot of death on the railway um so uh there's a lot of lifting and carrying some considerable distances as well. Um, I'm also a right team medic. So I wear a lot of kit. I've got to carry a lot of people, carry a lot of people in stretchers. 
um, putting doors in and firearms, sheer weight of carrying all this stuff. So everything, really, just everything. Now, just listening to kind of the little, the, the mini CV you just sort of listed off in what you do right. as, a, as a police officer and then even before in the military, it's understandable. You know, you mentioned like deaths on a railway and, and coming, and you didn't just say that happened. You sort of like, we deal with a lot of that. And yeah. then being involved in, you know, during riots mm. and, uh, and and obviously and, you know, and carrying people on stretchers, like all, all of the little things you've mentioned. Now, no doubt, yeah, yes, the CrossFit helping you physically to carry that person off the railway on a stretcher, whatever it may be, great. But that's got to take its toll mentally seeing that, yeah. you know, day in, day out, knowing that you're going to have to deal with these kind of things. Yes. So I know that you've said CrossFit also kind of helps you on that side of things. So how exactly have you found CrossFit to kind of help you mentally then as well as physically? Well, I, I currently I, I suffer with PTSD. I've been diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety disorder. Um, so whether it's my 13 years as a soldier, um, but I would say most of it has been as a police officer. I've seen lots of lots of death, you know, um, traumatic death. I was one of the first officers on the scene at the Croydon tram crash, where straight away there's six people dead, there's multiple people severely injured. And it was the tram that I was supposed to be on going to work. But luckily, with things that happened, my, my wife had a double blowout, so I had to get the bus, and I just missed the tram. So luckily, I had a fast car taking me to the other end, kit on, and so strapped the scene there. And it, it, it took its toll. Uh, I had to have a, a little bit of time off. But um crossfit to sort of like give me somewhere to exercise my demons really and i find that a lot i find there's a lot of like, police officers firefighters um london ambulance service or whatever it is around the, the uk that go to to get that release to sort of like take out their anger and frustration on themselves in a friendly atmosphere so it's a, it's like a a, a a release valve to be perfectly honest and my wife used to get really annoyed when I was going to the gym all the time. But it comes to a point now where she knows that I, I need it uh, for, again, for that release. So, yeah, it's, it, it really does help not only keep my body uh, fit, but also my mind fit. Do you think it's different then? Because, you know, you're obviously somebody who's always been keeping fit. You know, you've, as you say, you do, you're doing obstacle races, but yeah. you know, I'm assuming you were just going to the gym in general yeah. kind of in between so is it just the case of well i lift a heavy weight and then i feel better or do you think there's something about kind of crossfit as a whole that is different from just going to a you know 24-hour gym and just doing you know three sets of 12 of bench press or whatever it is you may be no, it's that crossfit as a whole because I, I, I spoke to you earlier it's about saying that I, I enjoy misery because you look around i said i know that always sounds awful when i say i enjoy misery but I look around, especially like on a, a big chipper, and people are like hating, loving being there, if you, if you know what I mean. But it's the fact that you're giving everything for when that time. I've shown a couple of videos to my friends at like the end of workouts. It's like someone will just pull his spine out and just go and collapse on the floor. And they say, oh, well, obviously that's put on you. Like, no, you give everything until that buzzer goes. 
and then and, and you're lying, you've been in that, you're lying and you just can't, oh, you can't get comfy no matter how you lie or roll around or put your feet up. You just can't get comfortable. So it's about that being comfortable at being uncomfortable that sort of like helps me in a tough time. So, yeah, it's looking around and seeing everyone suffering as much as you, but you know that it's the outcome is you're going to have a healthier body, a healthier mind. And when you pop into a Globo gym and you see people training and you think, is that it? Is that all you've got? And I experienced that I went to, I'm going to mention Virgin Active. I don't know if you're allowed to on here. You can say what you like. <laughs> I, I got sort of like a free pass with my friend. And I did a little workout. It was sort of like five pull-ups, 10 uh, burpees, 20 box jump overs and 40 wall balls. I did it for about 10 rounds. And I was sweating and I was on a right state line on the floor. And he had this guy that was watching me and he was a personal trainer. And I know he was a personal trainer because he, he's in a, he looked like a one piece like a number, but it was too. And he had personal trainer and he had his big curly moustache and he was drinking a protein shake on his phone. And then the time that I did that, he did five bicep curls, five bicep curls. And he was sort of like pointing at me going, look at this idiot. And uh, I felt great about that. It made me feel even better. And I felt like saying, well, you have a go at that, mate. And uh, or the, the throat doing the bicep curls by just bending and, and not at full extension and seeing this really poor technique. And you just know they say, oh, that's a crossfitter. He obviously keeping pull-ups because he can't do a proper one. And, you know, I, it made me feel absolutely fantastic because I know that I could do what he does, but he probably couldn't do what I could, you know. But uh, I think I just went off on a tangent there, but... Uh, it's a great tangent. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, you raise a really funny point there because there is that criticism over like movement standards within CrossFit, right? And it's like, oh, kipping pull-ups aren't real pull-ups. Yeah. And, oh, it's all about going fast. And I mean, uh, we had Rob was on two weeks ago and he mentioned, you know, his little nickname for one of the owners, Eagle Eye Ed. He's like, if he's, you know, you're mid, you're mid-class, you're mid-workout, he's not going to let a rep slip like it's going to be constantly like, oh, that need, needs to go a bit lower or, you know, watch your back or make sure you're in full extent. Mm. I, I feel like the level of coaching we have and the attention to what you're doing at all time compared to, as you said, going to like a global gym and these bicep curls that are basically full body curls with a, yeah, yeah. a, a little shake at the end of your arms kind of thing. It's funny because actually the form when you're just left to your own devices or just following a, a program that's been written on a piece of paper for you, is much worse than in CrossFit. And oh, yes, man. we do, you know, kipping pull-ups from time to time. We also have to do a lot of strict pull-ups. Yeah, and yeah. also, you know, there's all the progressions in between, right? It's not that somebody who's never done a, a workout before who comes in and says, right, start doing some kipping pull-ups. It's, it's just, it's, it's part of a bigger picture, but people are kind of taking this one element and, and isolating it and yeah, then criticizing it. And you will have a bad box out there. You know, there, there, there is, because obviously coaches are coaches. But I try to explain to people, there's a coach called Scott at CrossFit Pearly, that unless you were lifting correctly, you weren't coming off that PVC pipe. You were sticking with it no matter how long you've been doing. Like I've been a fitness instructor since 1990. That's a long old time. But I couldn't get off this PVC pipe until I was lifting correctly. And uh, I liked that, but you can see it was annoying a lot of people that were lifters and coming in. But they say, no, you have to have that perfect technique before you're going to progress. And uh, I think that's such a great thing to do. But then you try to explain to people that, you know, why you do kipping pull-ups, you know, 
if you try to do 20 strict pull-ups, you spend a lot of time of it just looking up at the bar. So depending what you wanted to get out of the workout, and you try to explain this to people and usually they don't know anything about it anyway, or they've got very limited knowledge or they've never done one. Uh, it's just what they see. Um, but it's the, probably the best coaching that I've ever had done on me. If, if, no, but it made me, because I'm, I'm qualified as a coach uh, this year, so it made me want to be a coach, uh, to, to be better at CrossFit as well. But, yeah, I'd never walk around a normal gym and correcting people's techniques like they tried to do, you know, quite dangerously. I, I'm wondering as well, with regards to kind of doing a, a CrossFit workout, because you, you're talking about, I mean, from the sounds of things, you and the people you train with clearly give it their all during a workout because for you to all be like in a puddle on the floor at the end tells me that you're really, you know, giving a hundred percent each workout. So for me, obviously I've, you know, I've not experienced the things you've experienced, but I'm also someone that's kind of feel like I have a very active mind and it's very, very difficult to kind of switch off. Uh, And, and and I, I find for me personally, that actually kind of, inhibits like relaxation and, and entertainment yeah. because if I'm sitting and enjoying something I'm quite often in the back of my mind running through all the other things I should have done today that I haven't yet done or that I'm probably not going to do now because it's getting late and the only time when I feel I really switch off completely is during a workout yeah where you are just looking at the board and you're like oh just eight more of these oh and then 12 more of these and oh just two more rounds of this oh, I'm halfway now and all you're thinking about is what you are doing yeah. like, at the moment. I'm, I'm never mid-workout thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. You're, you're just all in. Does that play into then kind of how you feel this kind of, like, well, you mentioned like these exercising, these demons sort of mentally. Mm. Is that well, a part of it as well, do you reckon? Yeah, well, very much so. But what I've also learned is that everyone's got their Everest. So what to me would be pretty mundane it would be the end like someone was training and the cat had just died and they were so upset and there was part of was thinking it's a cat but then I thought well that's they've probably never experienced any type of grief in their life this is the first thing that's ever happened to them and of course it's just it's going to be as tough to them uh that it is with you know with so it's it's hard to look at people and go well i've had it worse than you you obviously don't find life tough but it is it's finding that realization that everyone has their whether it's breaking point or you've had a really comfortable life and one little thing has just set you off but yeah you you're right if you if you go to the gym, you don't really think about like for example, uh, I'm not trying to get sympathy off people, but my sister died last year, I think it was, after being ill for four weeks. The day she died, I uh, it was up in Birmingham. I went to the CrossFit box that afternoon and had a blooming good workout. It was awesome, but it, it, it was sort of like I left there and I felt a little bit better. I've told people about that, and I've just thought what a stupid thing to do, but it, it just felt right and just felt good it made me feel a bit better and it just got a bit uh, got rid of that and if you put me the, by the side of someone who just lost the cat people would go it's not, not a comparison but it is because as i said it's what to me is really tough it's to someone else it's not you know you've got people have you know come back from afghanistan have seen a lot more than what i've ever had and you know and they're saying you think your life is tough look at mine but, you know, it, with everyone, you know, you've got something that will break you. 
you can have a really tough veteran and then lose their cap and that will be the thing that puts them over the edge. So when it, especially it's a big thing with myself with mental health. You know, it's important with everyone, not just first responders, not with soldiers, not with uh, midwives. Did you know midwives is a massive thing with PTSD? But uh, it's so CrossFit is good to exercise it. But also on the community side of things, um, I went to uh, an event in Portsmouth, I think it is, with the Royal Marines. They were running one. What was the name of that? And someone followed, started following, because I'd turn up my kilt, my usual thing. But someone started following me on Instagram and noticed that I put, I, I try not to be negative, but noticed I put a couple of points on there. And he just contacted me out of the blue and he said, are you okay? Uh, I've noticed this. I've been looking at your posts and see that they're progressively getting worse. And I realized um, that I wasn't well. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize it myself because I'm always busy. I didn't realize I was really struggling with anxiety and PTSD until it was up to my neck in it. And he put me in contact with a company called Rock to Recovery, which is a Royal Marines charity, but it's all about mental health. And then I went to the police and said, listen, I'm having a, a lot of problems here. Mostly with my memory, I couldn't remember stuff. And they gave me some treatment, which was shocking, which was terrible. But this rock to recovery put me in a program for veterans. And within two months, I'm back at work. Um, and it really helped. So it was someone in the community that spotted it because they took the time to look at the posts and have a look around what's going on. Uh, and that really helped me. So CrossFit, as I said, is not just good for the mind, not good for the body, but the community itself and looking after each other is so important. Um, and you get that with these with with a really good box. You've got people that are looking out for you, whether it's purposefully or accidentally, rather than being self-indulgent about getting better themselves and improving themselves. They're also really nice people that want the best for you as well. And your coaches as well. They can notice these things. I think, again, it's, it is, I mean, and you've mentioned, you know, obviously boxes have, you know, different owners and there's, there's going to yeah. be differences and you're not, you know, not, not all boxes are created equally. Yeah. But that being said, the general structure of how CrossFit works, it does lend itself a lot more to that, doesn't it? Because again, you know, you go to your global gym and it's a different person on the desk you've never seen before. They don't care whether you, you swipe, you know, as long as you swipe in, they're yeah. happy. They don't know that you've missed the last six months of of your regular gym time or if you're in every day and yeah. you know they don't really care as long as the the money's coming in if we're being yeah. honest versus you know I, I i i know if i miss you know if i miss one session i'll probably get away with it but if it's a week that i've not gone into the box there is no way my phone isn't going yeah, or, yeah. The, or when i eventually do get in questions are being asked like where and it's not kind of them checking like you know where have you been you know what have you been doing it is that concern isn't it? it's like hey what's what's going on we, you know, we've missed you where have you been everything all right and that does you know and, and maybe i'm just like yeah i was on you know i was away with the kids or i was i wasn't feeling well yeah but if it's something more serious it is it does kind of get flagged up like yeah. quicker right people notice or you know as you said we, we, we're, we are focused on ourselves but i think as well if i went in and wasn't really loading the bar the way I normally would and wasn't really pushing in these workouts and again I feel like someone would call me out on that and they would just yeah, yeah. kind of want to know what's happened what's going on and, and I just feel like again the nature because you go to classes so you kind of know the same people even if you go different classes the coaches know you yeah. by name 
by reputation often, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they know you too well. But it's great, right? And as you said, even the larger community through an Instagram post is able to identify like, hey, things aren't going well, man. Yeah. How, how can we help? I think that's just such an advert for both both sides of it, but particularly that kind of mental health side and just looking after yourself. Another point that you mentioned was kind of that breaking point. Like, you know, it might be like a vet that, uh, that actually it's when the cat dies, that's yeah. the breaking point. So I think even if somebody is like, well, I, I'm okay at the moment, like the CrossFit is almost like that pressure valve of like releasing it periodically. So you don't get to that one moment that snaps you. Right. And now yeah. you need to look for a solution. It's like just generally kind of, if you can keep doing something to release that stress, then you're going to be all right down the line. Hopefully. <laughs> you know what snap, what made me snap? This is, this is how rid- ridiculous it can be, but it, um, I think it was the anniversary of the tram crash or something. I can't remember what it was. And it was a tea bag that threw me over the edge. Someone had made a cup of tea in the office and had put the tea bag in the sink. So they'd walk past the bin and put the tea bag in the sink. And I absolutely lost it. I lost it. I was just, and then I found myself crying. I was crying in the office and I thought, holy cow, what's going, what's going on with me? And it was a tea bag that sent, sent me uh, crackers um but it, <laughs> but it is it's it, it's you know you, you can you get used to a certain thing of being uncomfortable you know but i said about comfortable being uncomfortable you get used to that then it takes some tiny little thing just to push you over the edge you know it's the one important thing i can say is you know look at what people are posting and look at what people are saying because they a lot of people when it comes to mental health don't realize that they're struggling because they used to, um, especially uh, soldiers, veterans, anything like that, they put it in a box, put it in a corner, forget about it. I'll deal with it some other time. Or they use banter to distract or, or something like this. So you don't realise all this stuff that's building up until it's too late. And um, uh, I'm a big ab- advocate, especially in the police, uh, being open and honest about mental health, to, to tell people that I'm getting treatment, I'm on medication for, uh, for anxiety and PTSD, and, but I can still work, you know, it's in the old days, it used to be, oh, you know, I'm a, a hairy ass police officer, you know, I can take anything. It's not the case whatsoever. It really isn't. You get the pressures from the job, you get pressures from the media, the pressures from the people on the streets. You know, I'm in one job where you get crap for doing your job and crap for not doing your job, you know. Um, but that's with everyone, you know, especially with COVID, people are really struggling uh, because they're not getting to the gyms and luckily zoom has, has really helped uh, especially crossfitters that you know or, or fitness enthusiasts that still want to do something to exercise the mind as well as the uh, the body so uh, yeah look at look at what people are posting if they're putting dark posts on and they're not used to it um we, I, I noticed one of my friends as well was i think he sort of like put goodbye that was his post goodbye just randomly and and I had to. He was in in the Irish guards, uh, Colston guards, with myself. And I managed to we managed to track him down and get the police to kick his door in. And they saved him right at the last minute, uh, just to this one post that I noticed come up. Uh, not because I was being nosy, but because you could see they were a bit dark. Mm. And you know, he's just taking care of each other. It's so so important. But that's the beauty about CrossFit is everyone actually does care. Not everyone. You've always got one arse, haven't you? 
Um, but everyone seems to truly sort of love each other at the box. You know, it's, it, it is lovely. And I, and I, I really enjoy it. That's the best thing about CrossFit is the, the community, really. So is, I'm, I'm assuming then, because I imagine you kind of come in, come in contact with, because of like a lot of the, the pressures and the stresses are work related and kind of the, the environment you're in. I imagine you come across a lot of other people that are going through similar things. Yeah. I, I assume you are a big advocate of pushing CrossFit onto as many people as you can. Well, not just CrossFit, fitness. Yeah, anything to, to release the mind or some type of release. Um, but fitness is just a great release itself. And the reason why I, I like to push CrossFit is just because of that community thing. It's because of people watching out for you. Um, but yeah, just letting people know that it's okay not to be okay. It's a website found the other, other day. You know, and, admit that you are having problems because everyone is if you think for a second that everyone else is okay and you're not then you're going to be wrong you know you see a few people around you that seem to have everything and you get jealous of it but you realize deep down inside they're really hurting it doesn't matter how loaded they are if you know some people have got so many problems just be thankful of what you got and improve your life and help them take others with you well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, Chris. And I, I really hope that people listening to this that maybe have uh, it, it's you know touched something and then has encouraged them as well. Because I, I think, as you said, it's a kind of it is a, and we're realizing more and more, aren't we? And, and as you, you've, I mean, you've mentioned the pandemic that really, yeah, that messed up a lot of people that probably yeah, yeah. thought they were okay, and you know, being trapped at home all day and and cut off from your loved ones, maybe. Or staying here with your loved ones. Or staying here with your loved ones. Yeah. It can, be, oh. can be just as bad. Um, yeah, it's amazing. My, my daughter's too. So I'm like, half her life has been during a lockdown, basically, mm, yeah. which is incredible when you think about it. Um, but, you know, my, my son's doing okay. He's at school, so he gets to see people. So I think some for some, it's like life is a bit more normal. And for others, yeah. it's like completely different, isn't it? Oh yeah, but definitely, I, I think this is a, a good discussion to have, and I think it's nice to see that, as you said, somebody that is even in, you know, maybe that you you look at kind of the job you're doing, and that it's you know, oh, but he's you know he's meant to be strong and tough and, and, yeah, yeah, and do all yeah. that, but it, it affects everybody, and there's nothing wrong with with that, and it's just good to kind of find find what helps you, and it yeah. seems that fitness and health is obviously a really good thing <laughs> that can help. So hopefully people listening to this have benefited and maybe share it around. If you've got a friend or someone that you think really needs to hear this, or it could encourage them. Um, and yeah, just look after each other, I suppose. And there's so much help out there. There really is, you know, I haven't got the answer to everything, but I certainly know quite a few organizations. So if any of you listeners, you know, want to drop me a message on, on Instagram, I'm sure I'll be able to, if, you know, usually people will only talk to people that have experienced it. So uh, for example, in the army, you know, I went to Iraq and I had a, a mess up with someone that went to Afghanistan because it was two different, completely two different type of things. It was hard for us to sort of relate when it comes to the problems there. But when I speak to someone I went to Iraq with, we sort of like got on like a house on fire. Same with, with jobs, you know, police officers sometimes will only talk to police officers because you wouldn't understand it, you know, if you know what I mean. When I went, so for example, sorry, I know you're trying to close it. When I had my first treatment, they sent me to see a professional doctor, a psychiatrist, should I say. And I just sat most of those sessions just going, well, you don't know what I'm talking about. And she was looking in horror when I was telling her some of the things I'd seen. 
where when uh, Rock to Recovery put me in contact with another professional, but he was an ex-veteran, he understood exactly what I was talking about. And it was so nice to have someone go, yeah, yeah. Not saying, yeah, I've been there, yeah, yeah. Um, but to, you know you can open up more so and be honest with someone that's experienced the t- same type of things as you have. Or, and also he had struggled with mental health previously. So you felt, yeah, you really know, you really understand rather than just someone nodding and nodding and then looking at the watch every so often, then your time's up. So, yeah, I, I know a few places, but it's good to talk. So have a chat. We'll definitely link your, your Instagram in the I'm not trying to post my Instagram. I just... <laughs> yeah, no, no. But... Come and see me at www. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put your Instagram, your home phone number, your address. Yeah, yeah, my address. In the, look in the, in the links below, everybody, okay. if you want to drop in and see Chris. Reverend okay. Croydon, have a look for me. I'll, I'll be hanging around there somewhere. Great. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. It's been fun.